the studio with us this morning. We have George Hefter with TCT Computer Solutions. How are you? I'm well, Jenna. Good morning. Good morning. So there is so much going on in the world of cyber information. I think one of the big things that more and more business are really starting to go, I got to get this taken care of, is Windows 7, it's out of here. Certainly by the end of the year, actually January 14th, but uh, but the writing's on the wall. Microsoft is no longer going to support it, and uh, we're already seeing evidence that uh, ransomware and some of the other uh, uh, bad viruses, malicious viruses, are being tailored to target Windows 7 and even Windows XP computers because they know there's still some out there from the diehards that don't want to don't want to turn loose of their Windows XP computers, despite the fact that they are just racked with uh, security gaps that aren't being plugged. And uh, and Microsoft isn't issuing new security. They did make an exception and issue a uh, patch for the revised WannaCry virus, which was popular last year, but was reissued, um, I don't know, about a month ago, uh, aiming specifically at Windows 7 and Windows XP computers. It was tailored to attack known vulnerabilities in those platforms. Now, this is only going to get worse as more people try their luck, as more um, hackers and bad actors try to tailor their attacks to take advantage of these vulnerable operating systems. Now, for businesses, it goes. it's also uh, uh, important that they revise or update their Windows uh, Server 2008 machines, which are also similarly going out of support, as well as Small Business Server 2011, which is based on Server 2008. So, uh, there are there are some important dates coming up, and and as the summer wears on, the demand for updates and new computers and so on are are going to get ever more pressing, and the manufacturers' lead times are going to get longer and longer. So it's time you start thinking about it now for the businesses out there and for home users that uh, care about whether or not they get attacked and they get ransomware. You're right. There's there's reason to worry. There seems to be an uptick in in both ransomware attacks and in phishing emails, which are the preferred way to uh, initiate those attacks by tricking you into clicking on a link. Um, I can tell you right now, if you get an email that purports to be from Microsoft OneNote and says you have a voice message, you do not. It is a phishing attack designed to try to attract a virus to your computer, uh, open the door for a virus. Uh, that's a really popular one right now. It seems to me I've gotten several of those, and I recognize them for what they were when I got them. But not everybody is that alert, and, and uh, so I'd like to kind of elevate that one in importance and keep your eyes open. Uh, Microsoft will not send you anything that doesn't come from a Microsoft or Microsoft.com or Outlook.com website or Live.com, those four. And if it comes from any place other than that, it's not Microsoft. Well, and that's one of the things that these scammers will use to try and make it look like they're coming from something. They might, uh, you know, just alter, create an email address that just alters it enough that it it's obviously not coming from Microsoft, but it might, could sort of look like it does. And it's really important to pay close attention to where that email is coming from. Hover, 
you know, your cursor over that email to see what the actual email address is because it might be masked as something else. And the same thing is hover over the links that might be in that email and right. see where they go because it should be obvious right away from from the, the link that, take, that, that will be activated if you click on it that it's not going to a site that you're familiar with, all right, and that has anything to do with Microsoft. So... Uh, so those are two very good uh, uh, warnings, two very good practices to get in the habit of hovering over a link before you click on it to see where it goes. If it feels wrong, it probably is. So uh, that's the best. The, the first line of defense for any of this stuff is an alert user. Well, and it's not just an in theory situation that we're talking about here. You know, I think about Baltimore, Maryland, which is continuing to be crippled by one person in, I think, accounting who clicked on an email that said it was an invoice. And it's been months and they still they've lost millions of dollars in revenue, millions of dollars trying to get the problem fixed. And they're still not back up to speed. Right, right. Same thing happened in Atlanta. Same mm-hmm. thing happened in half a dozen other local governments that were similarly tricked. One of the most popular one is to send an email that just says invoice attached. Right. And every bookkeeper in the country is inclined to click on that since they're responsible for paying the bills. And uh, and we've had a customer do exactly that same thing. Took three days to clean up their five servers and, and probably 40 workstations to get to because of the virus that was uh, invited in because of that uh, that simple mistake. That's that's what I mean by social engineering of these emails. They, they keep trying to make them look more and more legitimate more and more uh, likely to catch uh, an, a user unaware by making it look as familiar as possible. So you have to be suspicious. If you weren't expecting it, don't click on it. Absolutely. For God's sakes, even if if you can't figure out where it came from, particularly, and in this particular case, there, there, the email address didn't correspond to anything right. that, that the company knew of. So th- that's a real red flag right there. Uh, somebody sends you an invoice out of the blue, try to figure out where it came from without clicking on it mm-hmm. or just delete it because I guarantee if it's a real invoice, somebody's going to call you eventually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. That is far safer than inviting ransomware into your into your business mm-hmm. or into your home and encrypting every file you have and then hoping that you can get your data back. You're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I've got so many computers in my home. I've got all these computers in my business that I need to upgrade to Windows 10 to make sure that I'm in compliance and I'm not falling behind the eight ball. What am I supposed to do? Well, let me tell you, give George a call and he and his team will help get that all situated for you. You can contact him through the website tctcs.com, tctcs.com. George, we're talking about businesses, especially who need to really stop and take stock of their computer situation, their software, their operating system situation as we head toward that January 14th deadline where Microsoft is no longer going to support Windows 7. And when we're talking about these ransomware situations, I imagine that a lot of businesses think, you know what, I'm I'm small potatoes. Those con artists, the the scammers, they're not interested in my what I've got. Well, you keep telling yourself that and you're and one day you'll find out that that's not true. First of all, you you it's a mistaken belief that there is somebody actively out there looking for the best targets. There is not. 
Tip, well, there may be on occasion, but in general, the the normal profile of a ransomware attack is an open any door, find any open door attack. They just blanket the web, an entire range of addresses, with their phishing email or or with their or or with their uh, uh, port scanners and the like until they find an open door. Mm-hmm. In that case, it might be an RDP port. It might be something that you use for remote desktop, uh, which uh, is not safely done unless using a VPN these days. And if they find an open port, they go take a look and see what they what see what they got. If it's small potatoes, they operate on the theory that. There's bound to be something on there the user wants to keep. So if I encrypt this, I can probably pry a few hundred to a few thousand dollars out of them. And if it happens to all of a sudden look like the mother load, like they just stumbled into the city of Baltimore, okay, then they're going to encrypt it and their and their ransom demands are going to go way, way up because now they've identified by looking at the files and looking at, you know, something as simple as the letterhead that the company uses, what company it is. Mm-hmm. So then they get an idea that now these guys have deep pockets and they're going to pay through the nose. And so the ransom demands go up. But to think because you're small, you're not a target is, is foolhardy. Mm-hmm. You, anybody could be a target. Home users, uh, uh, small businesses, large uh, Large businesses, uh, the people who do these attacks are indiscriminate. They really don't care. Somebody always has something they want to protect, and so uh, and so they operate on that theory. And if they can't get uh, a big payday, they'll take a hundred small paydays. And so you know, don't kid yourself. You're going to be a target one way or another if you're not protected. If you don't have tight security, a good ransom, a good uh, antivirus protection on your computer, and by good I mean probably something in the next generation of uh, antivirus protection, something that operates uh, at least in part using behavior analysis and not simply definitions. If you're using definition-based antivirus, you're using uh, out-of-date antivirus almost certainly that depends on somebody else having found this virus first. If you're the first one this virus attacks, you're not going to find it. You're going to be a victim. Mm -hmm. So you can't take that chance. You need something. You need good protection. And my concern is that I know that you've experienced this firsthand. There are a lot of businesses that don't realize, they think they've got it covered, and they don't realize that they don't until it's too late. Yeah, that's a hard way to find out. It really is. That's something we can do uh, as part of a a network analysis for you. We can take a look at your network and not only decide – what should be upgraded and what equipment is is um, past its prime, so to speak, and needs to be replaced. But we can also get an assessment. I've got a cybersecurity specialist on board, and we can get uh, a pretty good idea of where your vulnerabilities are, and point those out to you so that uh, so that you can be uh, adequately protected. And it wouldn't be a bad thing for you to give us a call so we can uh, we can actually do that for you. Yeah, and it, it, just the peace of mind will be worth it. The entire effort. You can contact George and his team by going to the website tctcs.com tctcs.com We have George Hefter with TCT Computer Solutions in with us today talking about the oh so important topic of 
cybersecurity. It's something that we all need to really pay attention to. Um, and there are so many different options for making sure that your data is secure, that your network is secure. And one of the things that I know more and more companies are really starting to gravitate toward is the security that comes with storing all that data on the cloud. Yeah, that's certainly true. There is, uh, in fact, there was an article just recently from one of the principal cybersecurity company, companies in the country about uh, the, uh, uh, the the three two one rule that you should have three copies of your data: one local, one in the cloud, uh, and uh, one off, one connected, one not connected, one in the cloud or off site, so that you have some defense in depth. If you can count on the fact that anything connected to your computer is going to get encrypted, along with the the computer itself. Uh, so you need to have a second copy that's not connected, but that maybe you take home every day. And then the third copy probably should be in the cloud just in case you have a problem with that copy you took home. People often use the same backup drives over and over and over again for years until they need the data and then they discover, gosh, there's really been a problem on this hard drive forever. Because they often don't look at it. They simply let the backup software back up to it and take it home and bring it back, put it back in the rotation. And and our experience has been the backup software never hardly ever squawks when you're making the backup it only squawks when you're trying to retrieve the backup so uh so we find uh, very quickly that uh, many hard drives that have been in use for years are worn out they have been written to over and over and over again and eventually just like anything else they do eventually get tired and uh and not to mention that if you are carrying them around taking them home they probably get knocked around a little bit too mm-hmm. everybody tries to be careful but nobody's perfect and so uh, many these things don't respond well to being dropped, being uh, hit by something else. If you push something over to your desk and it wraps the hard drive that was laying there, there's a chance that that could cause some sort of a problem that may not show up for a while, but eventually you're going to use the sector under the heads that was there when it got rattled. And there may be a spot there that doesn't really record very well. So there are lots of reasons why uh, not only should you have the multiple protections, but you should change those protections from time to time, get new hard drives. At the very least, every uh, three years or something like that, I would say. Mm-hmm. And and then have that cloud backup. Cloud space and, and uh, bandwidth, I'm happy to say, has finally reached a point where it's reasonable, if not cheap, but reasonable, Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you can afford the bandwidth that you need to actually push files up into the cloud. For a long time, it was impractical for cost reasons because everybody focused on download and nobody focused on upload for businesses. And upload is at least as important if you're going to push files out to the cloud because you don't want it to take two and a half days to finish a backup. You never get one done before another one tries to start. Right. It just can't work. So, so you need to have those multiple backups, uh, and you need to be protecting your computers, and you need to keep in mind that nothing lasts forever. And it, you may be proud of yourself because you drove that old Ford for 13 and a half years before it died. But using a computer for that length of time is doing nothing but asking for trouble. And in that vein, you know, as we look at the need to convert to Windows 10 for those that are still hanging on to Windows 7, 
I would imagine that in a lot of cases, if they've got a Windows 7 machine, that potentially they're going to need to upgrade more than the operating system. Yeah, we've been telling people, generally speaking, if your computer's older than three years, you probably are going to need to update your computer as well as the operating system. A Windows 7 computer that you bought three years or less ago probably will be able to be updated to Windows 10. Uh, There is a uh, checker, there is a compatibility tool that's available from Microsoft on their website that will check your system and tell you whether it will work with Windows 10. Uh, The problem isn't that Windows 10 itself can't work on just about anything. The problem is drivers. The problem is those little programs that tell the computer how how to make use of the video features, tell the computer what it needs to know to connect to the keyboard and to the monitor, to the to the, to the printers and that sort of thing. And many times after about a three-year-old computer, manufacturers are retooling. They're using updated components on their motherboards. Therefore, they need updated drivers that are going to be compatible with Windows 10 but may not be backward compatible with Windows 7 and uh, probably aren't for that matter. And they're not going to keep issuing updates to drivers that were on their older machines, just like Microsoft isn't going to keep issuing updates to old operating systems that the chances are they no longer have enough people to support the old and the new, and they've moved on. They're they're now busy supporting the newer version, and Windows 10 has been out there for over three years, four years now almost, and and it's you know and it's gonna it's it's just impractical at some point to keep supporting the old stuff. So you're gonna have trouble if your computer's probably older than three years um, getting Windows 10 to run effectively on it because there won't be drivers for many of the components that are found on the old motherboards but have been replaced and newer versions are used mm-hmm. on the new motherboards and uh, the drivers are all written for that particular configuration and not for the old one. Right. So you're gonna need to change out both the hardware and the and the uh, operating system um, you won't be sorry you did I know people are afraid and I know there's a there's a small segment of the population that says what the heck you know I paid for that software why can't I keep using it as long as I want well you can if you're an idiot if you want to <laughs> if you want to leave I'm sorry to say that right. but if you want to if you want to put your computer at risk you want to put your data at risk your you can use it as long as you want n- n- the operating system won't stop working on January 14th. It's just Microsoft will stop patching holes in it. So you will become more and more and more vulnerable over time. And uh, and when you think, well, I paid for it. Why can't I use it as long as I want? Well, you can. Again, I say if you have something wrong in your head, because Microsoft, uh, you, you never actually bought it. You don't own it. I know you think you do, but you don't. You bought a non-exclusive license to use that software. Microsoft is fully within its rights to pull it when it wants to pull it, to update it when it wants to update it. And and it does all of that, I must say, uh, in in the interest of security and safety and, and effective, trouble-free operation for the users. So, so kind of hailing or railing against the storm and grumbling uh, doesn't really do you any good. I mean, it may make you feel better, but you know, you really need to just overcome that and let in, and let common sense rule and uh, update your system when it gets aged. 
because there's no pride. I mean, you, your pride will long will soon fade if you get a ransomware attack or a virus attack, or your system just dies in the middle of some important operation. Just and the chances are, if it's going to die, it's going to die at the most inconvenient time. Absolutely. So, so I just can't encourage you enough to to upgrade periodically, and and when common sense says you should. And it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about having to potentially replace all the computers in your business, all of the workstations, the, you know, potentially even the server and making sure that everything's compatible, making sure that everything's installed properly the first time, making sure that the data is transferred over. That's a lot to have to think about. And but you don't have to worry about that at all because George and his team will do it for you. You can uh, get a hold of him by going to the website tctcs.com tctcs.com or give them a call 627-4808 627-4808 and he will uh, get that all taken care of for you. George Sandy called just a few minutes ago and she wanted to know she says she keeps getting something popping up on her computer uh, about uh, installing like a firmware driver software and she wanted to know is it safe for her to do that uh it's probably safe firmware is is actually uh, uh a part of the computer or printer or whatever the device is that this is referring to uh something that a virus wouldn't be able to write to typically and so a firmware update is probably a legitimate request but if she wants to be sure have her take a uh, i would advise her to take a picture of the screen with that message on it and then on our website is a is an email link and if you can attach that picture to the email or if you want to send it from your phone to info at tctcs.com uh, with that picture attached, we can perhaps give you some better advice. Other words, it would require that we come out and kind of have a look at it. And uh, then you start getting into the cost of a visit and so on. So maybe as a first step, send us a picture of the message and uh, and we'll be able to give you some better advice going from there. And if you will, your contact information, your phone number and uh, the circumstances in which you get that message. So we have some better idea of when is you say it pops up all the time but uh, there must be some reference to uh, uh, to what component is causing that message to be triggered and we would need to know that and we need to figure that out so send us the picture first mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's always good to err on the side of caution I know sometimes you'll go to a website and you maybe you think you're clicking on the advance button because you want to look and see what they movie stars that were 10 look like now at 45 and all of a sudden things start popping up on your computer and you don't want to click on those right those those are called uh, uh in many kinds those are called browser uh hacks or browser cap- captures and you end up getting all sorts of unsol at the very least you get a lot of annoying unsolicited advertising that way mm-hmm. but uh you can also that's another delivery system for malicious software too if you start clicking indiscriminately on those links um if it doesn't work right the first time 
uh, don't try it again. Okay, <laughs> chances are it was uh, it was uh, a fishing expedition trying to get you to follow the follow the primrose path right into your own destruction. Mm-hmm. So uh, I typically advise people to be very cautious when they're using some of those things. My own pet peeve is even the ones that aren't malicious are annoying, mm-hmm. very annoying, and it takes you you click through four ads before you finally get to the thing you wanted to see. Was it really worth it? Generally not. Right. I always, you know, if I get curious about what Ricky Schroeder looks like today, I'll just Google it instead of clicking on their little link because I know that they they want something from me. Yep, exactly. (laughs) But I'm a little cynical. But that's okay because that's it's safer to be cynical. I think cynical computing is a pretty good practice, quite honestly. (laughs) We're talking with George Hefter from TCT Computer Solutions. He is ready and willing to help you and your business or your home to get everything upgraded and ready to go uh, to make sure that you are Uh, not going to fall behind when it comes to Windows 7 falling off the face of the earth on January 14th. Uh, Give them a call 627-4808 or go to the website tctcs.com tctcs.com and you can find all of his contact information there and all the information about the different services that they provide. George, thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you, Jenna. Focus on Business is a copyrighted production of Cherry Creek Media and News Radio 610 KONA.